Welcome to this Farm Advisory Service Podcast. Today I'm joined by Alex Peary of SSC Consulting, an agricultural consultant here in the Air Office. So Alex, last week you travelled to Agri Scott over in Edinburgh and you chatted to some people about the state of the agricultural industry. That's right. Um, we, uh, we were going to go to Agri Scott anyway um, and we, we felt it was important to kind of get a, an idea of, of how people are feeling about the future. Um, so during the day we, uh, we had a walk around the, the, the showroom uh, we spoke to various members uh, of, uh, of the, the agricultural industry, farmers, tradesmen, uh, and some prominent speakers. Um, it was a good day. So what kind of questions did you ask? So we started off by asking them what their, their general feeling was about the, the, the industry as a whole. Uh, how are you generally feeling about the future of agriculture? Oh, it's, it's, everything's up in the air. I think until Brexit happens, I believe don't see how you can plan forward. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, obviously there's a huge amount of uncertainty at the moment with Brexit, uh, but once I think, once it happens one way or another, at least there might be, people can plan to how things are going to go in the future. Oh, just the usual ones, really. Is, well, Brexit's going to be a, a big one if and when it happens. Yeah. The biggest challenge is obviously going to be the word that we're not going to quite mention yet, start with a B, yeah. and those challenges will become more apparent once we fully understand what and when is going to happen. And just now we're a bit in limbo as to where we're heading. I think we've got a lot of changes coming uh, next year. We've obviously got to look out for what happens after the general election, see if the money that's promised is actually going to come through. And then I think we've got some opportunities. We've got some opportunities to think again, to try new ways of doing things in advance of whatever becomes Scotland's new agricultural policy and I think it's up to us in the industry to to come up with ideas to work over the next year and period and influence that. I, I think it's been a difficult year uh, weather-wise it's certainly been a difficult year and I mean the key thing has been ongoing uncertainty I hate to say it over Brexit and uh, people are fed up with it because it's got the potential to be very bad but equally a lot of people feel there are opportunities we would just like to get a little clarity so that we can try to take advantage of whatever opportunities might arise. Yep. I think unfortunately at the moment the smaller farmer and the middle farmer is maybe not doing as well and with Brexit coming I think people are quite worried. So 2020 is obviously is, is going to be all change on the Brexit front and everybody I think is going to have to start embracing change. Um, climate change is a huge issue and it's time that the industry woke up to its poor reputation in this which I think is thoroughly undeserved but we have to market what we do as well as we can, because at the moment we're being outcompeted on that front. Um, and absolutely, with the floods and things that we've seen now, the, the realization that you cannot guarantee food delivery, we have to make sure that the politicians understand that as well. Coming into this, quite a few on a number of fronts, there's a lot of businesses out there that have got to deal with the challenges of Brexit, challenges of reducing subsidies, challenges of climate change, and any change is disruption and causes uncertainty and stress. So it's just, I think that's going to be kind of a major point going forward, definitely. That's really interesting, Alex. And after listening to that, it's clear Brexit is a major concern. Yeah, and, and it's, it's not surprising. Uh, Brexit is complicated. And, and obviously Brexit is the big talking point of the day. Mm -hmm. Interesting to, to get people's general opinions on, on what Brexit is going to be like, things that are potentially around the corner. Um, it's not at all surprising that, that uh, 
that, that Brexit's been such a big issue, regardless of your, your political stance. But I felt it was important to kind of get a, a gauge of what people are expecting going forward. Although there seemed to be a bit of worry and concern about Brexit, there also seemed to be a bit of positivity. Yeah, absolutely. I think agriculture in itself is a a resilient industry and and people are enthusiastic um, about about moving forward and meeting the challenges that are are coming down the road. It's just a case of having the the information uh, to to make informed business decisions going forward. Climate change was mentioned a couple of times there as well. It's obviously a very topical issue. Uh, was that something that people were talking about a lot? Yeah, yeah. Do you know, it, it was actually, it was a really nice surprise. Uh, and it's quite encouraging to, to see that climate change was so widely uh, kind of talked mm-hmm. about. Um, obviously, it's been climbing up the political agenda. So it's nice to see that agricultural policy is keeping pace with that. Yeah. And that there's a kind of growing awareness of that. So I, I'm, I'm sure that's something that we'll see more of going forward. Great. And... What other kind of questions did you ask? I really wanted to dig down to what kind of business decisions people were making on a, a, a practical level um, and, and see what people are, are anticipating themselves okay. um, and what kind of steps they're taking to make sure that their business is ready. Mm-hmm. Are you confident that the agricultural industry has enough information to make an informed decision going forward? I think the information that's provided to us is provided well when it's known. However, we're still waiting on the, the big questions being answered so the information can be put together for it. I think in some cases, yeah. yeah. I think there's some sectors that are already more market-led that understand what the value of their product is and what their consumers want. And I think there are other sectors where we could do well to, to think more about that and, yep. and work as groups and collaborate with what kind of products we want to bring to market. And I think whether that's a local product, a premium product, a commodity product, or a product that we want to export. But I think it's important that if we're going to be moving to a more market-driven industry, we need to understand where our products go and how much they're worth. I think if you know where to look for the advice and support, there's lots of it out there. It's just, uh, well, we find when people are stressed, it's very difficult to take the time out of your business and go and look for that help um, because you're so busy doing the day job. And there's so many farmers out there that work from morning till night and never have the chance to sit back, A, take a break, or A, look at their business. Well, it's extremely difficult to prepare for such a moving target, to be honest. Um, And also, to some extent, I think uh, um, if you're a gambler, you you have to just make up your mind which way you're going to go and keep going you know I don't think you can you can necessarily wait too long uh, in terms of preparation um, it's a really difficult question to answer because uh, the, 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 there is the potential for uh, markets to absolutely go wrong if we're sold down the river on trade deals or under the tariff regime in a no deal it could well be that uh, for certain sectors that they find it very hard to market their product at all. So uh, to some extent, you pays your money and takes your choice, uh, whether to be ultra-cautious or just to go ahead and hope the market's there. Yep. Same on price. You know, um, I've just been speaking to some people about the beef market. We've got African swine fever, and there's every likelihood that there will be a world shortage of meat protein. And I think some people might be inclined to say we might be turning the corner, and if they make the right moves now, they may be able to supply a market that will pay them a bit better than it has been. Um, I mean, I think there's an incredible amount of information out there. Whether that information is specific or not, um, 
unfortunately a lot of people don't know the answer um, so the information that's out there is really guesswork I mean you, you take what you can from it really does seem as though farmers are in a bit of a, a state of limbo when it comes to planning and preparing for Brexit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no I totally agree and in fairness Brexit is a process that's never been done before and it's, it's difficult to, to, to kind of hit a moving target folk, mm. folk don't really know what to expect um, so the people that I spoke to um, that, that we're hearing from there is, is very much being adaptive and, and responsive to changes, uh, but also kind of planning for a, a kind of broad range of scenarios. Yeah, and again, it, the positivity kind of came through as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, to, to, to wind down my chats with, with each of the individual speakers, I kind of asked them what they wanted to, to get from AgriScot this mm-hmm. year. Uh, what kind of innovations they came to see, what kind of business links they were interested in, um, and what they kind of generally took from the day. Great. So, obviously, we're, we're, we're here today at AgriScot, and, and you all had some expectations when you came through the door, the kind of things you wanted to see today. Um, do you feel that uh, today's been worthwhile? Basically, AgriScot to us is probably more of a day out than anything, being the, the small-time suckler herd. Um, you, you do... You like to see what's happening in the industry. You like to speak to people. It's as much a networking event as anything. And expectations as the whole industry is maybe in a slightly negative footing. But in fairness, there's a positive to every negative, and we've got to look forward and see where things can go and drive things forward. I thoroughly enjoy the day. My expectation was to come and meet folk to see what's new in the industry. Uh, try and keep up to date with things and it is already happening. I, th- I think AgriScot is, is, it was the same as last year, you end up having really good technical and business, good business conversations and I think that's what you want from the day. I think people are here to, in a quite serious frame of mind, it's different to the show, you, you have a different kind of conversation but it's, it's um, nonetheless really, really positive for it. I think there's a lot of good ideas around, you his- listen to everybody, there's a lot of good ideas around. I think uh, it's incumbent on all of us, as like I said, to, to work together on this. The place is buzzing and, and you know, this event gets bigger every year. I would say it's a must to come here and uh, you know, speak to people and technology and, and efficiency and what we can do both production-wise, environment-wise, that's the way we're going. And if you're going to survive, whatever happens with Brexit, you're going to have to be at the cutting edge. And this is a, an opportunity to see what is there to, to, to look, look at with a view to developing and progressing your business. Looking around, you're seeing, for example, the Lally robots. Um, you're seeing sensors to monitor uh, crop storage. You're seeing all kinds of the Riki beef, uh, beef weighing system. In fact, most stands have got a little bit of innovation stuck in there because agri-innovation is quite current and topical. And there's money going into it. But it's also deliverable. The technology is now there that anybody that's got an idea, they've got a chance to process that and bring it onto a product. It seems to me after listening to that that the overwhelming reason why people you spoke to visit AgriScot was to meet up with other people in the industry and have a look at some of the different technologies that, that are on the market at the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't think that we can understate the, the social impact mm-hmm. of, of AgriScot. Uh, we hear a lot about uh, mental health and, and well-being within the industry, and it, it's important to just get out there um, and, and and chat with other people, see what's going on, uh, and, and get a feeling for things on a more broad scope. Yeah. Um, but like you say, technology was a really big part of it. Um, we're, we're seeing some really cutting-edge stuff, uh, and and going forward, that's going to become increasingly important. You know, as things like 
subsidy support, um, grant schemes, uh, potential funding in the future. As there's a, an increasing strain put on that, people are going to move towards innovative ideas to, yeah. um, to, to really push the business forward. And that's, you know, AgriScot is a great showcase for that. Then from you personally, after speaking to all these different people and getting all these different uh, responses, what was your overwhelming feeling about the day and feeling about how agriculture is going into the future? My impressions, my general impressions of the day were that people are anxious. They, they want to know what's going to happen going forward. They, yeah. they want more clarity. Uh, they want the ability to, to plan. But that ultimately, agriculture is a, you know, it's a resilient industry. Mm. Uh, there have always been changes. And people are ready to, to take on the challenge. It's just knowing what that challenge is like before it hits them. We're just going to finish up with having to listen to some of the kind of final words from some of the people you spoke to on the day. Is Scotland in a position to, to meet these challenges? Yes. We're here at, uh, at the AgriScot show and I've just been involved with um, presenting awards to some of the most innovative arable farmers and, and there were the awards for the other farmers. We have some fantastic innovative farmers in Scotland coming up with really great ideas and, and delivering them to the very, very high quality. So yeah, absolutely. Scotland's there and ready to take advantage of any changes that occur. Are you optimistic about the future of Scottish agriculture? I am actually because I've just been at the Young Farmers Agri Affairs Conference and there is a lot of bright switched on people there. So and it gave me a lot of hope for the future. There's going to be some short term changes and possible pain, but I think Scottish agriculture will be here long into the future. Fantastic. Thank you for taking the time. You're welcome.